we guard ourselves against the world. And when we do that, our front stays very guarded and shielded, and our backbone is not very strong because we're not putting any focus on it. Not only that, but everything that comes to us hits us because there's no place for it to gently come in and be felt. So the Buddhists teach that our job is to strengthen our backbone to be able to stand and hold what comes to us, to be able to process through what comes to us through the gentle, tender front of ourselves. So as you sit in the chair, and and I invite you to, to just notice that you're safely held, I want you to sit with your spine nice and strong, but I want you to breathe into your belly and to let the front of you be soft. The place that we guard the most is our heart. So I want to invite you with your intention to just let your heart for a few moments be unguarded because you have nothing to guard against here. Here in this sacred space, in this short time that we have together, you're safe. And if you can unguard your heart, something might get in a little bit deeper. So just knowing that you've done that, go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. And release with a sigh. This vessel that we walk around in is the temple of the holy. We all know that. We've been taught that. Jimmy Buffett says, uh, um, you treat your body like a temple and I treat mine like a tent. It's one of my favorite musical lines ever. You know, because some of us really do treat our bodies like a tent, don't we? We really do, and I, I certainly uh, um, have had that, have had days like that myself. So we practice something called self-care, to take care of this temple, and self-care is something everybody should be doing. Self-care involves things like how we eat, what food we eat, that we get enough water, that we exercise daily, that we get enough sleep. Self-care, the things that we do for self-care, are things meant to help us be prepared for life and to help us extend the length of our life, to help us live more comfortably into life. And most of us know about that stuff, whether we're doing it or not. Most of us know we should be. Most of us have been educated in how to care for ourselves. And so we do that okay What most of us have not been educated in is self-comfort. And self-comfort is something entirely different. And we often think of self-comfort as self-care. Well, if I would eat right, sleep right, do all these things, I'd be okay. But self-care is about being the best you you can be every single day for as long as you can be that. Self-comfort is about handling this moment of life. When things get big and they get hard and they get heavy, when they make you angry, when they make you afraid, when they make you frustrated, when they make you sad, self-comfort is how we handle the right now of our life, whatever is going on in this moment and how we live into that. 
And we all know that all of these experiences that we have in life give us opportunities to grow. But we can't grow very well if we can barely stand to be inside this vessel because the hurt that's in there is big enough that it's hard to just be present to ourselves. So we do things to avoid being present to ourselves, like eat chocolate cake. (laughs) Chocolate cake is good for feeling fear and anger, isn't it? Right? Chocolate cake is a good thing. A glass of wine or two or three. Mm, Not so much. Maybe not so much. I have a friend who, when she's feeling anger and pain, goes out in her garden. Her house is built on what used to be a rock bed. She digs holes in her backyard and digs through rocks till her, heart, till her arms and hands hurt. Not such a good way of dealing, right? We all have times that we've engaged in destructive behavior as a way of coping with what's uncomfortable inside of us. Maybe we're angry at everybody around us. Because that's the way we deal with what we're feeling. There are lots of different ways of coping. Because nobody teaches us self-comfort. So those of you that have, um, had, have had children in your home, you have had that point when they were little babies, that they were in the crib crying, and somebody said to you, don't go pick that baby up. They'll never learn to fall asleep if you do that. You can't carry them around for the rest of their life, right? I kind of waffle on that. I'm, I'm a pick-up-and-carry-my-kid kind of mom. But that's the little bit of time that we actually think about teaching our children self-comfort. It happens in the very early ages. There's actually dialogue with people, conversation about kids have to learn to comfort themselves. And whether they do there or they don't is not so, so important as the fact that once we start growing up, nobody talks to us about how to soothe ourselves, how to comfort ourselves, what we can do when we're afraid or when we're angry or what happens to our body if we don't learn it. So most of you know that if, if you are afraid or you feel that you're not safe, and really safety is what I want to talk about today, that if you're not safe, your body begins to pump adrenaline into you and you begin to feel like you can run or you can hit something, right? Fight or flight comes into effect. We all have that. It's a wonderful mechanism, keeps us alive sometimes. It's a very important thing. What most people don't know is that when the body is in a place where it's, cr- it's creating adrenaline on a regular basis, it switches gears. It switches gears and says, you know, adrenaline's really hard. Let's do cortisol instead. We have this hormone called cortisol in our body and how we got it as human beings. It was, it was developed during the time that we were nomadic and we had to worry about starving. And cortisol is designed to keep us alive instead of to starve to death. And so what cortisol does when we're under stress, because the body just knows stress. It doesn't know why it has stress. It just knows we have stress. What cortisol does is it begins to ravage resources to feed the body, to keep the body strong. And it begins with the parts of the body that are the least useful to survival, So the heart has to stay beating and the lungs have to keep breathing. 
and everything outside of that is fair game. And it starts, it has a nice priority system. It begins by eating away at your bones and your muscles. Cortisol, over time, breaks down the body. So does it matter that we can self-comfort? Yes, because the body has a habit when it's under stress of providing a chemical to protect you. So if you want your body to work for a long time, it's important to figure out how to comfort yourself, how to come to center, how to come to balance. If you are not in center and balance in your body, you can't express God. You can't. It is this vessel through which we're here. And that probably is one of the big difference amongst our teachings and other teachings is that we're inviting ourselves to be the perfect vessel for the divine, to actually be God expressing. So we have some responsibility for taking care of this, don't we? We have some responsibility for learning how to feel safe. How many of you feel safe in the world that we share today? A couple. A couple. How many of you don't? How, how many of you, for how many of you does it matter day to day? Yeah, yeah. So we've had some hard things happen in our community over the last many months. And most recently, we've suffered some pretty difficult losses in our community. Many of you have suffered personal losses that we don't even know about. This has been a tough year. This, this has been a challenging year. And if you're close and have been around this community a lot, uh, then you've had an opportunity to face some of those things. If you, uh, if you just came to this community, you may have walked in here with your own story, with your own event. Because what happens is we have something that happens to one person, and that person has a whole bunch of people who circulate around their life, don't they? And then we have a whole bunch of people who circulate around all those lives. And then we have a city. And then we have a state and a nation and a world. And we're all reacting and, and interacting with one another. So, so it's important to think about how you self-comfort. How do you make yourself feel safe enough to be strong in the back and soft in the front? Self-care is how you make your back strong. Self-care is what you do to feel strong in your body. You eat right, you sleep right, you maybe get a massage, you take care of the things that need to be done for your body. The front, the softness, comes from learning how to comfort yourself. And we do it differently. We have different ways of comforting. So, for example, um, some people, when they're comforting themselves, they get angry. You know why? Because anger causes a hormone to come into your body that works like an analgesic. Did you know that? Yeah. This hormone kind of numbs the pain a little bit. So if you're one of those people that walk around and you're angry when something is wrong and you don't think you should be angry, but dang it, you're angry anyway, your body is working for you, not against you. It's why we allow people, we really make room for people who are grieving to be angry because it's just takes the edge off enough that people can put one foot in front of the other and keep going. Our bodies are pretty amazing 
Maybe you're a person who, like Connie Song said, the person who laughs instead of cries and doesn't know why. Yeah? Is that, have you ever been with somebody who does that? They don't know why they're laughing. They're laughing because laughing releases a hormone in the body that helps to bring your spirits up. It helps you to cope in that moment. We don't know why it works that way or why we were programmed that way, but our body does that. It's a perfectly good response. Put your arm out. Just like that. What I want you to do is take the other hand and these little fingers here very softly, almost like, you know, when the hair rises, I want you to just run your fingers up and down your arm. Just softly. Okay, so... What that does is causes, if you do it for a few minutes, it will cause your body to flood with oxytocin, which is a feel-good and bonding hormone in your body. You know how I learned that? They teach it in the Ma's class. (laughs) When you're in labor, do this. It does two things. It distracts your body from physical pain. And it floods your body with a feel-good hormone that helps you to get through. How many of you remember doing this to your child? On their back, on their arm, on their whatever, right? We know these things. There are natural things that we can do to get ourselves through. The, The question for today is not, how many different things can you tell us, Ariana? The question is, what do you do? What do you do to comfort yourself? I suffer with claustrophobia. If you ever sit next to me on a plane and I'm too far back, I will hum my way between Colorado Springs and wherever I'm going because humming is comforting to me. Very soft, but something about it soothes and comforts me. We use our senses to comfort. It's about what things taste like, so maybe a cup of tea, something familiar, which is why we go to comfort food, because we're looking for that sense of comfort. It can be the music that we listen to, the sound that we hear. Sometimes it's not music. Sometimes it's a cricket. But it's a sound that we know is soothing and comforting to us. It can be a fragrance, warm vanilla, whatever it is for you, jasmine, can be a fragrance that maybe smells like your mom's perfume that makes you feel safe and okay. Or it can be that that perfect texture, that silky feeling that, you know, we get so attached to because when we're babies, what's on the outside of the blanket? That silk wrap, right? So sometimes silk is very comforting. That's that very soft texture. It's important to know these things now, Because when the tough moment comes, you don't want to have to think about it. Can be a warm bath, can be a candle burning, can be the the brightness or dimness of the light, can be sitting in the sunshine or not. But self-comfort is how you get back to a place of being unguarded here so that your heart can process through emotion because it's not going to kill you. Even though you think in a very heavy moment, that it will. It's the, it's the pressure we put on ourselves not to feel 
that makes it so hard. If you look at a pressure cooker and you only have one little steam spout open, it blasts, doesn't it? But if you take the lid off, the steam kind of comes out and dissipates. The same is true for your body. If you're holding everything on the front of you tight, the emotions that that are trying to come through you have to push really hard and it hurts. If you can hold your back strong, let your skeleton hold you and you be soft, what you're feeling can move through you more easily. Will you cry? Yeah, you might. Will you cry a lot? Yeah, you might. Here's what you need to know about crying. Crying comes in waves. Most people, their bodies can't handle more than about three or four minutes of a wave. It'll come, it'll wash right over you in a powerful way. You'll catch your breath. You might even laugh. Then you'll cry again. It moves in waves. You can do that. You can catch your breath in between. But it's important to know that you can do this. And it's important to know how you do. And it's also important to know how the people around you comfort themselves and how you can help them and what they do. So I was telling the 9 o'clock service, I used to get so mad at Mark because we would have a fight. And I would be upstairs fuming because I was upset and I didn't feel safe in the relationship. And he would be downstairs whistling. (laughs) And I would think, you don't even care. Well, guess what he does to self-comfort? He whistles. Important to know what people do because it might not look the same. Some people whistle. Some people laugh. We'll find something funny. Some people will clean out a closet. Some people will go for a walk. Some people will simply sit. Some people will make chamomile tea and listen to an old sappy movie. Whatever it is, self-comfort is not a luxury. It's not a self-indulgence. Self-comfort is how we move through times where the media is overloading us with things to worry about, times where we're experiencing loss in the world, times where, times, right, where we're alive and have things going on. Self-comfort is designed to make you feel safe. Are you safe when you're angry? Do you feel safe? Most people don't. They feel powerful, but they don't feel safe. They feel like they have to be angry because they're protecting themselves. Usually it's a pretty good indicator that they're not feeling safe. Do you feel safe when you're really sad? No, usually we don't. Do you feel safe when you, when you read something you don't understand or you experience something you don't understand? Not usually. So coming to a sense of safety is an important thing. Being able to stay soft in the front, strong in the back, and let yourself move through life feeling things because this vessel, this amazing thing that carries our spirit is perfectly, 100% perfectly programmed for the life we're living. And we have to take care of it. When we do, it gets us through in the moments we don't think we can get through. And we've had a few of those lately, haven't we? So your homework is 
this week, figure out how you self-comfort. Pay attention to what you do. Think about it. And put a little note in your metaphysical toolbox. Oh, yeah, self-comfort. This is the kind of smell I like to have. This is the kind of sound I like. This is the, where my blanket is that I want. This is whose voice I want to hear. These are the words that make me feel better. It's going to be okay, honey. That's what my mom used to say. It's going to be okay, honey. She never said how. <laughs> but I believed her. Because that's all that mattered. In that moment, I didn't even want to know how. I didn't want to think down the line to how. I just wanted to know in that moment that I wasn't feeling safe, it's going to be okay, honey. It's going to be okay. All is well. You want to know what those words are. Do your homework this week. It's powerfully important. Powerfully important. I have some quotes for you. Asa Dawn Brown said, self-talk reflects your innermost feelings. Deepak Chopra said, every time you are tempted to react in the same old way, ask if you want to be a prisoner of the past or a pioneer of the future. Dan Millman said, you don't have to control your thoughts. You just have to stop letting them control you. You don't have to control your thoughts. You just have to stop letting them control you. And Elizabeth Gilbert said this, never forget that once upon a time in an unguarded moment, you recognized yourself as friend. 